You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Welcome everybody to Instagram Live. For the past 12 years, I have been conducting celebrity interviews from the world of theater, film, television, and music. My name is Adam Rothenberg, and I pull back the curtain to reveal what's inside the hearts and souls of your favorite celebrities and Broadway stars. And tonight, I am pulling back the curtain with Michael Yuri and Ryan Spahn, who are real-life boyfriends, and they are starring in an off-Broadway show together called Jane Anger at the New Ohio Theater from February 23rd through March 13th. Hi, Michael. Hi, Ryan. Hey. Hi, Adam. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be talking to you both tonight. So we have a lot to cover, so let's jump right in. So as I just mentioned, you are both starring in this new off-Broadway show called Jane Anger. Um, and it's set in, let me get the facts straight here. It's set in 1606, and Michael, your character, you play William Shakespeare, yeah. uh, is stuck in quarantine with his unpaid apprentice, Francis, who's played by Ryan. Yeah. And uh, you are, it's a... It's the press notes say that it would be a great time to write King Lear, except William Shakespeare has writer's block. <laughs> so um, what made you uh, want to audition for the show? How did you how did you come to be attached to the project? Well, th this this came about uh, in a very interesting way, actually. Talene Monahan, who is the playwright, is our very good friend. And when the pandemic first hit, there were lots of people talking about how William Shakespeare wrote King Lear while in quarantine during the plague. And um, and people were sharing this this piece of information to sort of to sort of like shame writers into working during the pandemic. Just basically to say, hey, look, William Shakespeare wrote King Lear in quarantine. Get off your couch and write write a masterpiece. And Talene thought that was hilarious, and so she imagined this um, this this short play um, where William Shakespeare was stuck in quarantine with an apprentice. And she wrote it with Ryan and me in mind. And we actually did this play. We performed this play in our apartment, not this apartment, our old apartment, um, on Zoom um, for MCC. We did, we did the whole play on Zoom in our it apartment. Was like, it was like 15 or 20 minutes. It was a very short, short play. Yeah. And, and, and it, was, it was great. It was so fun to work on. It's such a funny premise. And we love doing it together. We love Talene's writing. And, uh, and it, it went really well, people really liked it. And so Talene um, wrote a full length play uh, based on that. And so we've been sort of attached all this time. It, it, you know, thankfully we're friends with Talene and we lived together and so we got cast together. Oh my God, that is amazing. I love that um, the parts were written for you. That must feel so great to have somebody say, hey, I'm gonna write these parts for you. Yeah, I mean, it felt so great. And, she's, and she wrote herself a part in the long form version of it, which is the one we're doing. And she really understood her own voice. She understands our voices and what we're good at and what we like to do and what we like to do as a group. So it really caters to everything that all of us, including the new actor, Amelia Workman, who's um, playing Jane. Um, we just really are a great ensemble. I love it. And what did you bring from your own experiences of living through quarantine? What did you bring to that? to the both of your roles? Good question. A sense of humor. <laughs> you know. As much, as much humor as we possibly can find. <laughs> patience. 
Uh, it's certainly easy to channel boredom and, I mean, I'm not a writer, Ryan's a, Ryan's a writer, but I certainly understand that, uh, you know, what it was like during the pandemic to feel stagnant as an artist. Um, so that's, that's definitely something to, to channel. Um, also like, you know, it, it is a comedy and it's very silly. And then it gets, it gets to, it gets, it goes to very real places and, and has a really incredible message. But, um, but it, 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 the plague of London <laughs> was very, very deadly and very, very dangerous and way more dangerous than, than coronavirus. That's not to say that, that, you know, COVID is not, you know, a horrible, horrible thing. But mm -hmm. it is like, you know, you do sort of remember those early months of the pandemic where we were terrified. It was really, really scary. And, 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 and Ryan and I were together for that. You know, we were, we were, we were right, right by each other's side during those scary, those scary weeks um, early on. And um, that's definitely something that, that we can channel and we can use during, during the play. What do you each relate to most about your characters? I've spent a lot of my life doing jobs that I'm under um, appreciated for, like side jobs or like, you know, like growing up, like all the jobs you do that you're not, just, you're just your, your time and your uh, heart is not appreciated or valued. And I think that Talene has really captured what it is to be in that position and be, um, you know, under the mercy of someone more powerful and more successful than you, which is sort of the dynamic of, of these two characters. I, what's really cool about, you know, playing Shakespeare is like, we know so little about William Shakespeare. We, we know that, that he supposedly wrote these 37 play, 36 plays, 37 plays. I should know that. Um, <laughs> and we know that he was like from Stratford and he had this wife Anne Hathaway, but we don't really know like much else. We really know very, very little. We know, we, we, we think that he played the ghost in Hamlet, um, but we don't know much. What we don't know much else, truly. Like, and and so, whenever you see somebody play Shakespeare, if it's like Shakespeare in Love or Something Rotten, you know these 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 fictional stories where they put a character of Shakespeare. It's really kind of like up to the author, up to the actor to to figure out who he is. And Talene has done a really incredible job of making this Shakespeare. Um, a lot like a lot, you know, you know, a lot like characters we see now or people we see now. There's something, there's something very, very modern about the play, uh, and certainly like very modern about Shakespeare and and being like sort of an ego egomaniac and a bad boss. You know, there's a lot of that stuff that's sort of baked into it that you wouldn't necessarily bake into a Shakespeare role um, if you weren't kind of commenting on today's society and commenting on not just the theater, but work dynamics or interpersonal dynamics. Uh, she really taps into all that stuff. And so, so like, I don't know that I'm like, I, who knows what Shakespeare was really like? It's, it's, it's like, it's such a, it's such a, it's anyone's guess. Um, but she's, probably... thread, she's thread together so much uh, within the plays themselves that exist, like some of the themes of those plays and some of the dynamics of those plays. She's thread those into our play, as well as books that she's read from scholars who have studied him and studied the time. And she sort of brought all of that into this world and sort of pieced together the fabric of what she thinks might or might not have happened during a certain moment of time mm. to a point, because there's a point in which the play is no longer in that world.
which is sort of a, uh, I'm going to stop talking so I don't spoil Yeah, it. careful, Ryan. Gosh, <laughs> we want people to come. Don't tell them the whole thing. <laughs> right, we don't, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, see, see Dalt commented here that uh, they saw a reading of the play um, and said it was delightful. And Angelo Good. commented that, uh, Ryan, you were fantastic and Daniel's husband, and Michael, you were hysterical and just chicken and biscuits. Aw. Yes. Nice. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, we did a reading for we did a reading for Play Preview uh, in in person. Play Preview is is a, is a great online uh, theater company uh, that that did tons of readings all through the pandemic. But we did uh, a live one for them in the fall, and it was really fun. It was kind of what made us all think. I think this this maybe would really work on stage, and we should try to make it happen. Um, it was the first time it was performed live because we had done other readings live this way, but it was the first time there was an actual audience to respond. Right. And so it's oh fascinating to hear like what they did respond to. Did that reading help inform uh, things that are now in the full-fledged production? Yeah, because yeah. you know, in, in Zoom, in the world of Zoom, if anyone listening or watching has performed or been a part of it, it's like you'll do something and then you'll just sort of pause assuming that someone's laughing but you don't hear anything you get you get nothing <laughs> and so then now that we're in rehearsals part of what's funny about rehearsing comedies is the production team usually laughs one or two times and then you have weeks where they're no longer responding because they've seen the show and they're staging it and so they're not thinking like that but you and your body at least know what was and was not funny from three months ago when you actually had a live fresh audience you know when you're making a comedy you learn more in front of the first audience than like three weeks of rehearsal because they're the ones who sort of tell you what's funny and what's not let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll have much more to this great conversation priceline presents go to your happy price What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. And now we're back. Now I want to move into what is it like to be real life partners and to work together? And how do you keep the home life separate from work? Do you, does anything get brought one way or the other? The dog comes with us to rehearsal, so she gets brought one way and the other. <laughs> She, she's been coming to rehearsals with us every day. Here's President McKinley. You can follow her on Instagram. Uh, she's been coming to rehearsal. And, uh, and actually, she was in the short play. When we did the short play in our apartment, she was actually in it. 
uh, her part was cut for the full length. Her but... name was Friar Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's wild. Uh, we've worked together several times. <laughs> we've made some movies together. We've, you know, produced stuff together. Uh, this is the third play I think we've been in together. Is that third right? Third play, yeah. And we know each other really well professionally like that. Um, it can be challenging, you know, I mean, we spend all of our time together. So like being on the same schedule with with somebody else can sometimes be like, are you gonna leave for the gym? Are you gonna, you know, uh, we gotta catch this train. We gotta go get tested for COVID or, or, you know, will you carry the dog this time so that <laughs> I don't have to deal with her? Cause we have a little bag she goes in when we take the subway. Uh -huh. um, like today we got into a little bit of a fight. Sorry, is this okay if I say this wrong? Um, because I wanted, to, I wanted to bike. I wanted to take, it was such a beautiful day. I wanted to bike to the theater. But... Which, oh, it sounds lovely, but we have two backpacks, a dog bag, our jackets, our helmets, and the dog backpack that would, so that's oh, like wow. five bags on a city bike driving through, biking through the you know the Times Square Penn Station area and I was I felt like that would be potentially dangerous <laughs> and he was like I don't care <laughs> I was willing to chance it but you know Ryan won and we took the subway and and that's what that's 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 love yes yeah. yes I've spoken to other couples that are in shows together and like they they sometimes have a rule that like once you get home from rehearsal you don't talk about the show or anything do you leave once you leave rehearsal do you leave it behind or does it like still do you still talk about it sometimes once you're home after rehearsal we definitely still talk about it i feel like we actually talked about this one a little bit less just because it's been going on for so long <laughs> that there we've talked through a lot of it over the years in preparation for this so it it is a little bit different, but it's also, you know, we, we rehearse from 11 to 6 or whatever the time is, and then you have to learn your lines, and most of our lines are together, so it's easier to just learn them together, and so then suddenly now you're running lines and you're correcting each other. Are your styles of getting into character or finding your voice within the show, are they similar? Are they different? Does it ever, um, mm. like, do, do you ever, like, if you do it differently, does it ever create you know any kind of I don't want to say tension but like you know harder for one of you to get into character because they might be different interesting the things I would personally say that in regards to like a rehearsal process but we have noticed that when we are as actors especially now you're you're asked to make what is called a self-tape which means mm -hmm. you uh, sit in front of the camera like we're doing right now and you perform and you're you know, in, in this case, Michael or myself will be on the other side of the camera working with you. And I think we have different processes, processes, we, we handle and deal with that differently. And I think that is probably the time where we have the most uh, conflicting ways of working mm -hmm. that we've found that sometimes it's better if we can to be like, hey, can I ask a friend who's not you to do it? Like that kind of thing, just because we, there's just a different way of working and, I, and it's not fair to either person, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not fair to make someone do it your way and it's, you know, and vice versa. Have you adopted any kind, any um, technique or process that you weren't aware of yourself from, you know, your own and now that you're working together again? And, you know, do you, do you ever, have either of you adopted a process that the other one has done and been like, oh yeah, I never saw it this way, but now I do. That's an interesting question. Yeah. 
Um, probably. I wonder what that might be, though. I, I am a big fan of Ryan Spahn as an actor. Uh, and something that he does, I, I sometimes wish I could do more of. He'll follow an impulse uh, in rehearsal, whereas I might want to try to perfect something. Like, I might have an idea in my head that I've had for a few days and I might want to perfect it. If he has an impulse, he might, like, go off of off the rails to do it no matter no matter what which you know like so i found myself sometimes in the scene with him trying to like remember what i did the last time and he's like over there doing something something so new and different that everyone is watching and everyone is laughing at and and i'll be like oh i know i'm not you know i'm not really helping him so he's like in some ways, I think better at following an impulse than I am, and and like that's something that, that I've noticed in this process. Maybe, like I should try to be better at is like you know, throwing it at the wall and see, you know, throwing the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, as opposed to like being. I guess I'm maybe a little more mathematical about it, and he's sort of he's more like ah, the hands over his head. Yeah. At one point in the show, do scream. He literally does that. So <laughs> that is not. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Yeah, I would love to talk a little bit about your story and how you met. And um, sure. so let's start with that. How did you meet? We met through mutual friends twice, two years apart. So the first time we met uh, was at a, uh, a mutual friends uh, karaoke birthday party. And we were seated near each other, but we didn't really talk or anything. It was our friend James Ginty's birthday. And I later was like, hey, James, what about that guy? And James was like, I'm setting you guys up. <laughs> and uh, that's how you know he's straight, based on my impression, you know, that James is straight. Because you were like that. And he did. He set us up. We talked on the phone. And we were going to go out on a date. And then my friend, a, fr a friend of mine, different friend um died and i was very sad and so i canceled on ryan and i never rescheduled you want to take it from there ryan yeah and then two years later over the course of the next couple of years different people in our lives would try to set us up our friend brooke bloom tried to set us up at one point uh, this person ali blockinger sort of mentioned that we should maybe meet and it was all in Los Angeles. And then eventually I moved to New York with Brooke two years after this initial date we were supposed to have. And Michael was then two years into Ugly Betty, which was the series he was on for four years. And then they moved the entire show to New York. And then when we were in New York, Brooke, I'm gonna cut it short. Brooke one day, because <laughs> it's like, it, we, there were so many like near misses, but what ended up finally happening is Brooke invited me to the bar to meet her and I was either early or late and Michael was either early or late. So we ended up at the bar at the same time and Brooke was not there. She was stuck at a cobbler because her shoe had broke. Oh and so she came hobbling up holding a shoe. But when we, 20 or 30 minutes before, we were there together. And then from that day on, we have basically been together. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like instant connection. You both liked each other right away. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was like, yeah, right away. It was, he, I mean, we hung out like the very next day. I think we hung out that night. We hung out the whole the next night. Next day. Yeah. 
and the next thing, the next part thing. of it in re like as I think about it more, it, I, there's just so much pressure when people are setting you up, and there's so much noise, like mental and emotional noise around it. And depending on what's going on in your life or your, you know the person you're meeting's life, like you're just never meeting them at a neutral in a neutral way. And so this sort of happened so naturally and effortlessly, but there was enough information that each person was a good person from all the people in our lives. And so it made the accidental meeting feel very, uh, you know, safe. And familiar, you know, like yeah. it, felt like we'd, it felt like we'd known each other when we met. Oh my God, I love that. And uh, Rob McClure just joined and he said, he commented that you two are so freaking delightful and wildly talented. Oh, oh Rob. 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 So nice. Um, I love him. He's, he's so amazing. Genius. Talk about show. wildly talented. Yes. Sapphire was unbelievable. <laughs> we still talk about this. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, I just I just interviewed Rob um, last uh, last it's last week already. Um, oh. Yeah, on Instagram Live. Cool. Yes. Oh, cool. How do you get through like challenging times? How do you help each other get through challenging times? We talk. We are really good at communicating. We're really good at knowing when somebody... Like, I can just be sitting here and go... And Michael will go, hey, what's going on, babe? Are you okay? Like, it's that It's that instant. And with him, I can... Like, he'll, like, uh, he'll just clench or he'll rub his hair a certain way. And I'll walk over and pat his back and be like, How, how's it going? You know, I think that's how we maintain communication it's we we never let something slip by because sometimes we'll be like nothing's wrong and then and then eventually you're like okay fine i found something that's wrong and it's this, <laughs> and i don't know what you're asking me about but we do, we do uh you know we're really good about about taking turns at being cranky you know like <laughs> like it like like for example if we're traveling you know like you know like when you're traveling and shit goes wrong if you're like you know it's like you're at the rental car place they don't have a car for you or you're like you're like you know like if one of us starts getting agitated the other one immediately stays cool mm -hmm. there's something like and we've never really talked about it but it definitely it's definitely this this like sixth sense we have where if if there's a problem and it's gonna upset us, only one of us is allowed to be upset and the other one has to be cool and talk about how everything's gonna be fine. And it's not so bad. While the other one's like, I can't believe that, you know, like knocking tables over and stuff. I would say that that's, that's one of the things that, like, like if, there's a, if, if, we, if there's chaos in our lives, only one person is yeah, dealing with it. that's true, that's very true. Yeah. I I like that dynamic, and I like how you have that set like that. I think that's very very great and very helpful. Um, I do. I have one person uh, ask a question here. Uh, they wanted to know, Michael, if um, we're going to see buyer and seller again. Um, I don't know. Maybe someday. Uh, the last time I did it was um, in our living room. Um, not this not this apartment, but our old apartment. We did it in 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 our living room. Ryan was uh, this the cinematographer, director of photography, and yes. uh, all around um, stage manager. And we, we we did it with two phones on Zoom, and it was a live stream for Broadway.com as a benefit for Broadway Cares. We raised like three hundred thousand dollars or something crazy like that, and that was pretty exciting. It's gonna be hard to top that. You know, that, that was that was such an exciting, amazing uh, day. And 
and weird too because i was literally so weird <laughs> in our quiet apartment putting on this play that i had done literally 600 times and the the only person in the room was ryan who wasn't allowed to laugh and frankly wouldn't have anyway because he's seen the show so many times <laughs> how dare not you how dare you um <laughs> But uh, it was pretty thrilling. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I would totally do it again. I love that play so much. Yeah. It's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I can do that play as long as I, uh, as long as I can remember the as remember the lines and physically um, physically handle it. What are some other collaborations you both would like to do together? Oh, it'd be um, fun to be on a television show together. Yeah, we actually we did we were on a television show together. Um, that also starred Rob McClure um, called The Bite. Um, that was a, a, a Robert and Michelle King show. They make The Good Wife and The Good Bite and Evil. And it was this really scary and funny zombie show um, that was all shot remotely. So it was all these people who, who they, would set, they sent us um, the equipment and we brought it up to our apartment and we set it all up and then we got on, you know, various Zooms with people and, uh, and they said, okay, now put the microphone there and put the, put the light over there and then you'll be here. And, and um, we shot a few episodes of that together um, that was uh, really fun. And then, spoiler, Ryan became a zombie and ate me. <laughs> oh but my God. They <laughs> sent me a box robot thing because they had to like scan, 3D scan my whole face and body so that they could CGI me like turning like veins and blood and come like <laughs> all of the stuff that happens when you become a zombie, I guess. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was really fun. It would be fun to do more TV together. That was really, really fun. We're also in this movie called Abducted. We play partners in this movie called Abducted that's on Showtime. Oh that was really fun. Um, <laughs> And then we've made some stuff together. Uh, you know, uh, Ryan wrote a, a, a movie called Grantham and Rose that I produced that um, starred Tessa Thompson and Marla Gibbs and JT Austin. And then Ryan and Hallie Pfeiffer wrote uh, another movie called uh, He's Way More Famous Than You that I directed and all three of us are in it. Um, so we've worked together quite a few times. Yeah. We made a really fun uh, digital series that we were supposed to do more seasons of, but like something happened with the company that was funding us and sort of it just became like a timing thing and we never got to make more of it. Oh. But um, it's a it was a series about uh, sort of idiots who run a 911 call center in the town of Hell, Michigan, which is a real town in, in the middle of Michigan. And it's uh, sort of just like the shenanigans of these people trying to help people with emergencies when they're incapable of it. And it's on, uh, yeah. it's online, you can see it, but there's only one season of it. Yes, I remember when that came out. Yeah. It, was, it was like, what, what's your emergency or something what's like your that? Emergency? Yes, yeah. yes, I remember that. Reed Bernie and Deb Monk are in it and Ryan and Hallie, Ryan and Hallie wrote it and they're the leads and- Sierra uh, Bogus. Oh yeah, Sierra yes. Bogus and um, yeah, it's amazing guest stars, Alan Cumming and uh, Richard Kind wow. and America Ferrera were always like, they were, we always oh had, a, every episode we had a celebrity in peril. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, I know we have to wrap up. Um, let me just ask uh, the one last question. Uh, do you have any tips for up and coming actors or playwrights that you could uh, impart? 
just keep doing it keep showing it keep putting stuff out there like don't don't let it live on your computer or in your head like if you write something have a reading even if it's on zoom like no one's gonna know what you're doing unless you share it with somebody that's also, great advice. Date. Like that, that, someone told me this once, and it's so true, and it sort of sounds Pollyanna, but it's, I think it's true. It's like if you want to make like a movie, pick a date. Be you know January of 2024, we will be in production, and just start telling everyone that you're making that movie January 2024, and and you you'll be surprised with what comes together as you start panicking as that date is getting closer. <laughs> That is great advice. I would say also, you know, like for an actor, sometimes sometimes what you want to do isn't necessarily what other people want you to do. Or, you know, you might want to play a certain kind of role and, and, um, and the powers that be actually want you to play a different kind of role. Um, and, I, and I would say just like be open, be open to what it is people want from you because Ultimately, that's why you got into this business. That's why you wanted to be an actor, is because you wanted to like entertain people. You wanted people to watch you, and sometimes you have to let them tell you what it is that you want them to do. I mean, that's something we talked about today in rehearsal. Actually, it was our last day in the rehearsal room, and we were talking about like, is this a funny choice or is that a funny choice? Will this be funny? Will that be funny? And we can all guess. We can all say, I think that's funny, or I think that's not going to. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. But really, it's going to be the people who don't know anything that walk in um, cold. They're going to be the ones who tell us what's funny and not. And that is like sort of like what acting is like. You know, you get into this business because you think you're going to be, you know, for me, an ingenue, and it turns out you're not. <laughs> turns out you're a leading lady. And once I sort of accepted that, once I sort of accepted, oh, this is the kind of work people want me to do things got a lot easier. And I started to enjoy myself, you know, instead of trying, trying to muscle my way into the kinds of roles that people didn't necessarily want me for, um, I, I sort of embraced the things that people liked, um, liked me doing and life got better. And I became the ingenue. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, like, I remember, this is, a, this is slightly different, but, but you know, it, I remember reading Ian McKellen saying, that his acting got better when he came out of the closet. And I don't, it's not just a, a gay, a gay, a queer thing. It's, but, it, but it's true. Like once you sort of embrace what, who it is that you really are and not who you think you're supposed to be, when you follow like the truth and when you follow your authentic self, life gets better um, and, and your work gets better too. And I think that that was definitely for me, once I stopped trying to, to be the kind of actor I thought I was supposed to be or thought I wanted to be, life got a lot easier and more fun and the work got better. Two great pieces of advice from both of you. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me tonight. Everybody watching, thank you for joining us. And go see Michael and Ryan in uh, Jane Anger at the New Ohio Theater, February 23rd through March 13th. Uh, you can get tickets at the New Ohio Theater uh, on their website, newohiotheater.org, or at spincyclenyc.com. You can get tickets there as well, and I'll have tickets on my website at callmeadam.com. Thank you, Adam. So thanks, Adam. This was so nice. Thank you. Thank you all. Please come see it. It's a, it's a really, really cool play um, by Talene Monahan and uh, directed by Jess Chase, and we have a, a really great team, and uh, Amelia Workman, who plays Jane Anger. We didn't even talk about her, but she's 
totally brilliant. She, she, she's the title character and it's, it's really cool. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And there's some, some big surprises in it. We can't wait. Thank you both again. And thank you everybody for watching. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him at all the place for the business of show. Call me Adam.com. Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam everywhere you stream podcasts. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at callmeadamnyc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advance notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite, swag.